Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Why Never To podcast. For those of you listening for the first time, let me get you up to speed. The Why Never To podcast was created by me, Tristan, to talk in length about a variety of subjects. I have a whole bunch of different passions, ideas, fantasies, hobbies, opinions, and whatnot, and I needed a way to vent this. Giving a bit of insight showcase my knowledge and experience, and hopefully get a dialogue going. The pilot episode and the first episode were about creative fields of their own, namely podcasting and visual design, respectively. So it seems more than logical to pick the next subject to coincide with these. This is Why Never To Go Into Media. Let's start the show. A while back, I was talking to my mother about when I was a young kid, and she brought up that way back in the day, when cassette decks were still a thing, I did makeshift radio shows, recording songs on cassettes and then talking over them while clumsily holding down the buttons, almost wrecking my old radio. You know, fun times. Years and years later, I got my first actual shot at the real deal when my high school friend Rob asked me to help him out as a replacement sidekick back when he did a show on local channel, the WOS. He did the songs, the items, the presentation, everything basically, but he did get me hooked on the art of radio making. The years following, I kept helping out when needed and expanded into doing short reports at music festivals and whatnot. A few years later, I was living in Breda, about an hour away and knee deep into being an alternative college boy when my close friend Sebastian asked me if I was interested in doing a radio show with him on a really small local network. That was the beginning of Eat This. I was able to play the music I loved as a rock radio host. We had live acts in the studio, we did local reporting and more. With the addition of Sam, we were an unstoppable force, or so we thought at the time. After three years, it was me who decided to pull the plug due to time restraints because of an internship I was following in Amsterdam. Flash forward to 2019, and here we are again. Me and Sam, with the addition of Chris, revived the rock channel mantra on the radio under the guise of Rockamole on Breda Nu. A bigger platform, a bigger town, and more dedicated than ever. As of right now, I do the show, I produce specials, I'm involved in television production, I do design work, and more. The hell, I even covertly created some clips and visuals for regional broadcasting network Ombu Brabant, and we're not stopping by a long shot with a big special coming up on the 22nd of May 2021 with the 100th episode of Rockamole. I could go on and on and on about how awesome it is to be involved in broadcasting media. And it is, it really is. It has been an outlet, and especially the network I'm with right now, has a young and dedicated team pushing the boundaries of local network, radio and television. But it's not always that easy. I have experienced a lot of flack and resentment as well, not even mentioning the egos that come to pass the bigger the people behind and in front of the scenes get. Now, I know I told you that I'm a radio guy, which honestly, I mostly am. As the old saying goes, I have a face for the radio. But I have plenty of experience in the overall media business to have noticed the way things tend to go. It's ironic how it doesn't matter if it's public or commercial, Networks always thrive on networking, ironically enough, sheer dumb luck and ego stroking. For example, there are plenty of stories told about workplace harassment in the media landscape, all while upholding a mirage that the content produced is actually good. 
Sure, I have done college courses on video and audio production, but even with my lack of experience, I was surprised at the lack of production value on both television and radio. Local, regional, hell, even national television and radio shows are producing content I could, I could do better with my busted up old telephone. A big part of working in traditional media is the lack of progress and the amount of ego that thrives with even the tiniest bit of success. Behind the scenes, presenters and upper management might not seem who they are on screen or towards investors. The abuse of power, sleeping one's way to the top or leveraging employees to leave by ways of bullying or gossip is nothing new and you really have to be a strong-headed person to succeed or even want to succeed in the media landscape. Now back to something I said earlier, progress. Traditional media is very slow to catch on with modern ways of media consumption. While podcasting, streaming services and other ways of finding information and entertainment have been soaring over at least two decades, traditional media have only started to gain ground for a small number of years. It wasn't long ago that networks finally caught on and started treating mobile and web as viable options to present news and entertainment, and still to this day, it's not the main source of coverage for any of them. Common ground still being that they are promoting, replaying, or adding to content that has been played on TV and radio. It's a bit ironic that international and national, and even radio, regional TV and radio personalities develop a staggering amount of self-esteem, acting like they are at the top of the heap while in fact, they become less and less relevant. With streaming services like Netflix, YouTube, podcasts, and Spotify becoming the go-to service for the majority of users, traditional media, and therefore the people fighting for the ever-shrinking top spot, is simply playing into its own downfall. Yes, celebrity still exists, and yes, a large medium with your face or voice plastered all over it benefits your personal brand greatly, but this isn't the 1960s anymore. In the 2009 film, The Boat That Rocked by Richard Curtis, the focus is on pirate radio broadcasting in the 1960s. The crew of the ship is brazen and eclectic, and they are portrayed as real rock stars, being hunted down by lawmakers and illegally broadcasting popular rock music on the airwaves. It was a time where radio and television were fresh and exciting, they were media that were singled out and the only way to listen to new and exciting programs and receive the latest news. With the introduction of the internet in the early 1990s to the greater audience, this empire came to crumble. Hell, the rock star image of the DJs and VJs of yesteryear have basically become the punchline to a bad joke somebody's uncle told at a wedding reception while a bit tipsy on a free booze served. I think it was the early days of TV and radio where celebrities started, or at least media celebrity really came to be, and there's still a lot of people aspiring to be like that. I can name a number of people from the top of my head who are only interested in being in the limelight in my personal network even. While television might have a higher dose, radio doesn't come off unscathed, with Dutch media town Hilversum sometimes funny reference to as Hollywood, still being the end-all to be-all of anything journalism-related and the head honchos of radio being as conservative as ever, not unlike their television broadcast counterparts. And there's an important part in this week's Why Never To podcast. Conservatism. The people leading and making decisions in media often still are, and 
Repeat it with me, old, white, straight men. The largest broadcast companies in the world, ranging from Fox to NBC, ABC, TBS, and more, still are facing the same direction because those in charge are not willing to accept change out of fear of being rendered obsolete. I'll try and put it into a metaphor for you. Let's say you own a farm. You've been competing at the highest level ever since you started many, many decades ago. Your brand of products have been flying off the shelves, but competition is getting tougher and tougher, and you realize you are in for a fight to stay at the top of the food chain. So you find dirt on the competition. You find ways to outdo them, all to keep that top spot. In the meantime, while you're busy saving your hide, there's been a shift in consumer behavior. First, it starts off with people buying your products aren't willing to visit stores anymore, and soon it becomes apparent the consumers have no interest in your product at all anymore, instead opting for a new alternative. What will you do? Would you reinvent as soon as you're faced with this problem? Would you shift focus on becoming an industry leader? Or would you, like current media, still fight over dwindling numbers, trying to be the biggest fish in a pond that soon will be too small to even dip your damn toes in? I don't know. I might be a bit bitter. At the core, it's an industry based on people, and like in every situation, it's usually depending on who you get along with. Integrity is, like creativity, important for change and progress. I like working with traditional media because it has its charm. The smell of an old analog mixer, the feeling of having to keep on your toes on live stream, it's such an exciting challenge every time that it's hard not to get swept away in the glitz and glamour of it all. I suppose it really is like living the life of a rock star. I'm always amazed at how production crews, whether it's radio or television, come together under enormous amounts of pressure. Rules and regulations might have shifted a lot, and with the rise of the internet, the medium might have lost its necessity. It's still a great way of laying down a lazy medium. I'm certain that it won't survive in its current state though. With mobile phones filming in 4K quality now, mobile editing software doing the same trick for 10 bucks at the highest price ones, and recording a voice over a podcast or radio show or publishing it on the net, I say it won't be long. The downfall isn't going to be the politics or the ego, albeit that they are really, really, really annoying. Traditional media simply is all made from a broadcasting view. I make this, you watch it. The demographic hardly gets any say in what is shown. That worked back in the day, but these days media is so easy to come by that viewers or listeners simply don't need to anymore. Why set an alarm at 8pm to watch the news in 5 hours if you can switch on your phone and check an app? Why listen to dumb radio DJ ranting about how he changed his little kid's diaper before listening to a mediocre overproduced song if you can find a bunch of music you like on Apple Music or some other streaming service? The need for broadcasting simply is starting to fade. So let's reset a bit. From a radio standpoint, you have to check out what you can offer that can't easily be as found online. New music can be found, but it has to be searched for. That's an opening. Facts about artists, politics, entertainment, you name it, can be thrown in as well. Saves grabbing a phone and looking up a specific information. Same goes for television. 
journalism, local initiatives, regional or national newsworthy elements can be brought up. On a side note, for the love of God, stop the damn commercials already or find a new way to incorporate them. Nothing is more annoying than being 10 minutes into a show and suddenly getting a 20-minute ad break. No one wants that. No one. Not even the advertisers themselves. I doubt Jeff Bezos sits through all the commercials he sees on television or what he hears on the radio. As a creator, though, I will always have a weak spot for traditional media. I like talking over music, trying to be a good influence on the local music scene and even educating, educating some listeners. It's a fun hobby at this point. Chances are bigger that this very podcast gains more traction. But if traditional media finds a way to incorporate new and old elements into its direction, I'm all game. You can see change happening despite it being a bit late to the party. Ditch the old dudes at the top, be the boundary pushers you have been for the majority of the last hundred years, and show that it's actually fun to be involved instead of trying to be the king of a dung heap. That's the end of episode 2 of the Why Never 2 podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Did you like what you hear? Do you agree? Do you hate my guts right now and want to spew all kinds of obscenities my way? Please do. For now, I wish you have a great day, and I will talk to you again very, very soon with the Why Never 2 podcast with an all-new subject. Talk to you next time.